Good morning. It's Wednesday, January 11th. International Parity at Work Day. That's right, white men. It's time for your wages to, uh, well, stay exactly the same. No one wants to take money away from you, but everyone else should get pay parity. Although, frankly, some of you could use a little less money until you start acting right. All International Parity at Work Day is about just making sure that, like, other people make the same amount of money that you make. So let's break it down. On average, here in the States, women earn 83 cents to a man's dollar. Black men earn 76 cents to a white man's dollar. LGBTQIA workers earn 90 cents to a non-LGBTQIA worker. And on top of all of that, men are 7% more successful when they negotiate. So suck on that. International Parity at Work Day. It's a start. And now, the news. Yesterday was one of those days where a ton of news came out just a couple hours after I did yesterday's episode. So let's get into it. A small number of confidential documents, 10 to be exact, from when he was vice president, were found in an old office of President Biden's. Those documents are currently undergoing a damage assessment to see what was actually in them. Biden says he was surprised that they were there and doesn't know what's in them as his lawyers have advised him not to ask. But we do. Or, I mean, we have an idea. A CNN exclusive has a source that says among the documents were intelligence memos and briefings dated between 2013 and 2016 related to Ukraine, Iran, and the UK. They were found by his own team and immediately passed to the National Archives, which is a completely different situation than what Trump did, which I want to be really clear about. What Biden did and what Trump did are so radically different that it'd be like if I looked at a soccer ball and said, no, that's the same thing as being Megan Rapinoe. Because listen, accidents happen. A few papers get shuffled into a box when you're thinking about something else. And suddenly, yeah, whoops, some papers are found in an old office. It's not good. It's not okay. But 10 documents being found and turned over immediately by your own team is way different than at least 325 documents, 60 of which were top secret, that the archives department knew were missing, asked for over and over again, and then instead of handing them over, you file court case after court case to try and keep them. Also, Biden's documents were found in an old office, not a golf club, and oh whoops, also a storage locker, and yeah, sometimes they mishandled burn bags at the White House and absolutely flushed some down the toilets. Very, very different. These classified documents are still being looked into by the Department of Justice and I'll report more as it is reported. But I just want to be really clear that they are not the same thing as Trump's documents and anyone trying to tell you otherwise is very silly. But hey, since we're talking crimes anyway, let's see where we're at with... Trump crime update time. First up, Trump co-CFO Alan Weisselberg who was a key witness in the tax evasion crimes that the organization, though notably not Trump himself, was found guilty of. Trump wasn't found guilty because he wasn't on trial. He was, however, name-dropped often during the case as someone who was very in the know and signed off on some of the crimes. On Tuesday night, Weisselberg was sentenced to five months at Rikers Island, a deal he struck in exchange for his cooperation in the case. He will likely serve 100 days with time off for good behavior. Additionally, he's paid about $2 million in taxes and penalties. Rikers is no joke. Known for its violence and drugs, 19 people died there last year. From one part of New York to the other, former lawyer and America's mayor, Rudy Giuliani, has been subpoenaed by Jack Smith's team. 
They're asking him to turn over records, including payments received that relate to the time that he just like squirted a tube of hair dye all over his head and then tried to help his best bud, Donnie T, overturn the election. A subpoena was sent over a month ago, but has only been made public this week. This is not the first subpoena in this case. Others appear to be specifically asking for disbursements from the Save America PAC, which is what Trump set up after losing the 2020 election. Follow that money, Coach Beard. He looks like Coach Beard. I'm not going to take it back. He looks like Coach Beard. Just please go look. Things in the House are going exactly as expected and not in a good way. Monday night, after a lot of back and forth, the House narrowly passed their rules package almost along party lines, with one Republican voting no. So what's in this thing? First, the Hallman Rule. This allows lawmakers to use spending bills to defund specific programs, as well as fire or reduce the pay of federal officials. It also makes it harder for lawmakers to raise the debt limit and paves the way for the Church Committee, aka the Select Subcommittee on the Weaponization of the Federal Government. And oh, the irony of the Republicans investigating the weaponization of the federal government. It will be led by insurrectionist, Trump loyalist, and former wrestling coach that allegedly ignored six of his wrestlers telling him about sexual harassment by the team doctor, Jim Jordan. Jimmy Jordan would like us to know that he's not in it to target Democrats, but rather save the First Amendment. Because if they don't save the First Amendment, how will people write books for the Republicans to ban? This House Rules is a public-facing package, which I note because many other concessions that McCarthy made were done behind closed doors. And even some Republicans are worried that they'll never know with which devils which deals were done. And yet, in the end, all but one voted for the rules. So, you know, what are you going to do? You can worry out loud if you want, but you're voting how you're voting. Meanwhile, Democrat Pete Aguilar says it's the intention of the Democrats to sit on every single committee and subcommittee that the Republicans create. Want to hear some really solid comedy, though? When asked about the select subcommittee on the weaponization of the federal government, Aguilar said, quote, we call that the tinfoil hat committee in our caucus. Another day, another George Santos investigation. In a complaint filed Monday, the Federal Election Committee has accused freshman Congress member George Santos of multiple campaign violations, including hiding the true source of his funding, misrepresenting campaign spending, and using campaign resources to cover personal expenses. Last time he ran for Congress in 2020, he had $55,000 in earned income. This time around, he reported loaning his campaign more than $700,000. So where'd you get the scratch, George? Because you're allowed to personally lend your campaign money. But the question here is, who may have illegally funneled money into George's account? Authorities in Albuquerque believe they have caught at least one suspect in connection with the shootings that took place outside the homes of several election officials. The suspect was being held on other currently unknown charges, and police are now working through their evidence to see if they can also charge him with the shootings. In the past month, five Democratic politicians in New Mexico have been the target of shootings either at home or in their office. While no one has been hurt, the attacks include multiple rounds being fired into doors and walls of some buildings. And that's it. That's the news for now. Who knows what'll happen after I schedule this episode to go online. I'm proud of people who do a little something that I like to call pay parity. It's not hard. You just, you know, you pay people correctly because of how everyone should have a living wage. Like, it's a wild idea, I know. But more than that, or at least as equity-able as that, I'm proud of you. <laughs>